All right, everyone, welcome back to the Be Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Murphy, and today we are going to talk about excuses. Now, before you just exit out and then and then depart, we're not talking about excuses like, hey, your excuses are null and void, like like no excuses. There's a lot of like that tough talk, and sometimes it's necessary, but for the most part, what I want to do is provide the thoughts that are in your head or in the head of your clients to provide something to help them get past that or to help them get through that. That's really the general idea. And I'll tell you, it didn't, it didn't start from a place, didn't start from a place in my heart. It was more like, hey, let's debunk all these excuses. People like, hey, I, you know, I can't do it this. And it's like, no, you're wrong. Here's someone who can. You know, I took, as I was watching the nutrition lecture at the level two, uh, the CrossFit level two seminar, uh, we, we taught a course this weekend in South Portland, Maine, and Maggie Tincher was giving this lecture. And it was really cool because it's not like, hey, here's how you eat. It's more like, how do you get people to make changes? There's kind of like the three different phases in it. There's like the contemplation stage, which is pretty much where everyone is at at some point in time. Like, hey, I want to make a change. And even if there's not like a complete desire to, there's some people that at least have the awareness of, I should probably change something in order to feel better about my daily life. Then there's the action phase where you, as a trainer, you can convince someone to start making changes or just as someone who wants to make changes, you think, hey, here's, here's what I'm going to do. I found it. I'm going to do this. And then the most challenging piece of it is the maintenance phase. How do you continue on from these challenges or from these you know, certain things or tweaks that you're making in either your diet or training? And it was really cool hearing those three things because that's really what it comes down to for making any kind of changes. And I put out on my Instagram earlier today, like, hey, what are some, whether you're a trainer or whether you're someone who wants to work out more, change the quality of their life via fitness and nutrition, um, what are some of the excuses or what are some of the roadblocks that you have that's stopping you from doing that? And I had like 17 straight responses of the exact same thing. And that response was, I don't have time. And if that is your thought process, then you're right. If you don't have time for it, then, you know, it's just you don't have time. Now, what I challenge you to do is, and what I challenge you you to do with your clients is kind of change the verbiage of, I don't have time to... I'm too comfortable in my ways. And that may sound negative, but I want you to think about it to where no one has time for anything. There's things that you do and there's you know things that you don't do. Now you have to make time for things that are priority. I mean, imagine someone you know being like, hey man, you, you, you really need to get a job. And it's like, well, I don't really have the time for that. And it's like, well, it's kind of a necessity if you want to live your life, pay your bills, you know, going down that road. Um, so it's what is important to you, you will make time for. So maybe you don't have time, that's true, but, but you need to be able to make time for that. And prioritizing fitness, as we always talk about this, can be life-changing to where you can start off prioritizing or creating five minutes a day. Now ask yourself, do I have five minutes a day to dedicate towards fitness? And if you do, here's a couple of different steps and a couple of different ways you can go about it. 
There are a million, million plus videos on YouTube. If you just type in five-minute workout, I don't even care what it is. I don't care who the instructor is. I don't care what the movement is. There are some better than others, but just click five-minute workout. Wake up five minutes earlier if you have absolutely zero time in the day or during your lunch break or doing at any point in time. Just search five-minute workout video. Do it and then carry on about your day. And what you've done is you've essentially stepped over the first hurdle, which is getting started. There's a really cool theory of, you know, if you're not going to do it online, if you have a gym membership to any, any different kind of gym, maybe not a class structured gym, but any of the typical 24 hour fitness, uh, workout world, uh, any of the, you know, the typical gym models, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of it because the idea of that entire gym model is let's get as many people to sign up as possible and have the smallest amount of people actually attend the gym because that traditional fitness industry would fall flat on its face if even half of the members that were signed up for those gyms showed up in one day. So it's not the best model if you really want to get people moving, if you really care about health, but that's a topic for another day. Um, Go to the gym and dedicate five minutes at the gym. Drive to the gym, get out of your car, go inside, three, two, one, go, set a timer for five minutes and do something. If you don't know what to do, again, a ton of resources online. I'm not here to sell you my online program. Maybe one day it will. But right now I don't have it. So I'm not here to sell it to you. All I'm trying to do is get you moving in the right direction. You can cut out five minutes a day. And with the process of five minutes, then you get in there. Then you move for five minutes on the treadmill. And you're like, well, heck, I'm already here. I'm already doing something. I may as well try to continue. And then you look across and you see Buff Bagwell over there just sitting there doing arm curls with 22-inch biceps. And you're like, well, I'd like those. So I'm going to do some of those. Awesome. Do it. Then the five minutes turns into six minutes. Then you go in and you're going to do a 10-minute clock now. But just showing up and cutting that small amount of time in there can make a difference. Those are two different ways, one virtual, one in-person, that you can debunk that I don't have time. And once you start prioritizing it, once you start making time for it, then we can get you going in the direction where I would like you to go, which is having someone, you know, be there for you. Of course, I can point you to a thousand different CrossFit gyms that can change your life. But at first, it's just, you know, get your foot in the door. Start doing something. Um, let's move on. I'm trying to go five minutes on each topic here. Uh, the next one, <laughs> this one is, is something that I hear a lot, especially because when people look at CrossFit and the style of training that I do and the style of, I mean, working out that I do myself personally, not just me as a coach, uh, it looks intense and people look at it and they're like, mm, not for me. And I understand that. Like I, I get where people are coming from. If you walk into the gym and you see me wearing a weight vest, doing handstand pushups or a bunch of other you know, ridiculous things, you're like, ah, not for me. So maybe I need to take the time back to be able to understand or to be able to explain to someone hey, yes, this is what this looks like, but here's what we can do. I have progressions for you to be able to do you know, a workout very, very similar, achieve the same stimulus. We're going to scale to your physiological and psychological tolerances. We can make that happen. I can have that explanation for it, but people always say, I'm too old, maybe when I was younger. 
I mean, there was uh, when we were setting up, Alex Frawley and I did Murph on Friday, which is a, um, you know, a, a hero workout. It's actually the most Googled workout um, over like the last five years of any workout of any discipline is Murph. A uh, workout in memory of Lieutenant Michael Murphy. It is run one mile, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, run one mile. If you have a weight vest, wear it or body armor, wear it. And people look at that and it's like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. And for the most part, you're right. But there are ways that we can scale it to, again, achieve the same stimulus of the workout. Anyways, we're doing this workout and there's these painters that are going to come in and paint the pipes afterwards. I was like, if you guys want to come in here and you know, throw down on a workout, glad to help you out. The guy was like, yeah, maybe 10 years ago. I was like, how old are you? To 29. It's like, what? It's like, I'm 32. What do you mean 10 years ago? And... And, and you start to get to this point where I can understand it rather than being like, hey, you're an idiot, you stupid idiot. It's like, no, that's not the case. What's going on in their head is I can't do that. And I don't want to do something to, to hurt myself. It's already hard for me to get up out of my chair. I'm already feeling my age. And it's like you can start to control that and reverse it. And you can convince someone of that a thousand times and try to explain it to them. But one of the things, if I, if I take a step back to that level two lecture of what Maggie was talking about is vicarious experiences is show someone vicarious experiences or have them talk to someone who's been there, done that last week. I had coffee with a man named Oren Sherman and Oren came to us in his 60s, he came into the gym and he was like, sell me on the gym. Why should I join? And I didn't really have an answer for him. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Come in for a week. Come train with us for a week. If we don't prove ourselves to that, then then you don't have to join. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have a pitch for you. I don't have anything to where I'm going to give you this, you know, this like, you know, lifetime deal. It's like, come train with us. If you want to pay for it after that, like this is our price. If not, then I get it. And, and he started coming into the gym in his sixties and every single day was terrified. He would see a deadlift in the workout and he'd come in and be like, Hey guys, uh, I'm just going to go upstairs and do my own thing. We have, we had two floors at Reebok. We had the bottom floor, which is our CrossFit floor and the second floor, which was more of like a traditional gym plus a lot of the studios for our cycle classes, our yoga classes, our dance classes, you know, boxing, everything. We had all sorts of stuff, but he would get nervous and insecure and be like, well, I can't do this. And either Denise, uh, Giancarlo, Austin, Kevin, Pete, any of the coaches that were there, we'd talk him off the ledge. No, you can come do it. You know, you can do this and go upstairs reluctant and come back down and, and he would train. And what, what we helped Oren with and what Oren helped himself with was swallowing his pride of not being great at what he was going to do. And this comes from someone who was, I mean, it has a unbelievable accomplishment list as a exclusive artist doing stuff with, I mean, having his art <laughs> utilized from companies like uh, PepsiCo, uh, the Olympics, if you heard of them, uh, Visa, Disney, uh, U.S. Postal Service. I mean, what he does for design and art is unbelievable. He's he, he's one of the best in the world. And now he's going to come in to do something that he's going to suck at. And so we had to talk him off this ledge every time. And now, 
you know, he still works with one of our coaches remotely with GC. He's still going into the gym and he gives credit to that gym being like, I feel better now than I, than I could have ever expected. I'm, I'm capable of doing more than I could have ever expected. You know, he just messaged me earlier today being like, it really changed my life. So just because there's that age factor in there, don't think, hey, it's over for me. I had some other clients that uh, came in the gym and one of them was training, one of them was not. And the one that was not, I was like, hey, we can get you in here. And it's like, I'm too old now, I'm too far gone. And if I could just, oh man, if I had a crystal ball, it would be very helpful for the sake of this conversation and for helping people train. But to show someone this crystal ball to be like, hey, here's where you are now. I want you to imagine yourself, if you start training exactly where you are now, 10 years from now, and it's like, well, that doesn't sound very appealing. Why would I want to do that? I'm not in a great place right now. And I'm like, that's, that's the least beneficial thing that's going to happen. Now I'm going to show you if you don't start training. Then you look into it 10 years, and it's significantly worse. Inability to stand up or sit down on your own. Inability to walk up a flight of stairs without being completely out of breath biomarkers just all going in the wrong direction. People think, especially people who were fit at one point in time or were athletes or are good at their job, that they don't want to start again because they're never going to make it back to where they were. I can, I, can, I can have that conversation with you. I can empathize with you. After competing at a competitive level, I'm, I'm never going to be back to as fit as I was in 2017, but shit, I have so much further to fall off from where I am now to my fittest to where I could be if I just stopped training, if I threw in the towel. So you've got to get back in the gym. That excuse, I'm too old. It's like, that should be the last thing you should say. You can't afford not to. bringing it back to the you know, vicarious experiences. Find someone that, that had it harder. If someone doesn't have time, find someone who's busier. Find a, find a single mother who, who you know, barely has enough time in the day to do you know, X, Y, Z, but still prioritizes her fitness, not even just for herself, but for the quality of life of everyone else around her, of her children, of the work that she's going to do. You know, find someone that has, you know, less time, but still makes time for that. And then that they're able to have the conversations, not from a guilt perspective, not from something to where you're like, hey, you should do this because this person can, but hey, here are some ways that that we can make this happen. I mean, it's, you know, I got my dad to, to start doing CrossFit over 10 years ago now. And the first time I ever saw my dad age um, or ever noticed my parents aging you know, because you see him every day and you don't really notice it at all. And then I went away for, for boot camp, and then I came back at some point in time, or maybe they came out for my graduation, and it was like, wow, like I, I had noticed that they looked older than the last time I saw them. And it wasn't until both of my parents started at a CrossFit gym, Narrows CrossFit, to where I started to see them regain the functionality by training functional movements, not just as a tool to... Um, you know, prevent any other injuries, but regaining functionality. And that was really, really cool. To see someone who can barely hang from a pull-up bar because they're so kyphotic because their upper back is so rounded from what they've done their entire lives and not pulling their chest up 
to where now you're retraining this stuff. No, it's not what Rich Froning was doing at the CrossFit Games. But the you know our needs differ by degree, but not kind. If Rich Froning can do a you know a hundred, who's you know one of the fittest people in history, has won the CrossFit Games uh, four times as an individual, five times as a team. He's just an incredibly fit person. But if his goal for a pull-up is to do a hundred unbroken, like that's insane. My dad doesn't need to do that, but my dad needs to be able to do a pull-up and at the very least hang from a pull-up bar. So our needs differ by degree, not kind. You know, the needs of our Olympic athletes and our fittest people in the world are, are for, you know, physical dominance, but for my dad and for Orrin, it's just physical competence. And the longer we can hold on to that, the longer we can hold on to our capacity, the better our life is going to be throughout time, throughout the years of our life. So don't think that you've lost it or that it's gone or that you can't at least hang on to what you have a little bit longer or start to move yourself in the right direction again. You know, it's something that's been, it's been really important in my life that I need to continue to train and train hard even though I'm never going to make it back to my fittest. Shit, I can get to a pretty good quality of life and then hang on to that for dear life for as long as I can. I don't want to be 90 years old, absence of disease, but in, you know, in a wheelchair for the, for the point that I stopped moving, that I can no longer move. You know, I want to be the person who's, you know, has <laughs> got all sorts of other, of other issues that I've got going on, but with the, with the physical capacity to be able to pick up my grandkids, scoop one up in one arm, one up in the other, pick them up from school, throw them in a big lifted truck, listening to Leonard Skinner on full blast with a big painted eagle on the hood. Like, that's what I want to be um, at 90 years old to have that capacity. Yeah, I'm, I'm not squat snatching 275, but if I can hang on to that as long as I can, you know, if I can overhead squat a PVC pipe at that age because I've been training like that, sounds pretty good to me. Better than me having to use a railing to pull my wheelchair down the, down the hallway. Well, I don't know. Again, I'm supposed to spend five minutes on each topic. I think, it was, I think I went a little bit over on that one. Uh, last one that I had written down here. Um, well, there's two. And we'll kind of group these together. Gym memberships are too expensive. Uh, take a step back. Go back to the first one. What I said here, I don't have time. Gym memberships can be expensive. And you have to get to the point where you understand the importance of why you're paying that rate for it. If you do stuff for free, you're going to get a free quality of product. If you spend $10 for a gym membership a month, you're going to get $10 of, uh, of gym membership a month quality. If you're, you know, it's, it's a pay to play type situation. And when you realize how important your fitness is and you start to make those changes, you know, it starts to make a whole lot more sense to why you're paying for, you know, the, the 220, the $300 a month membership, because that's what you're getting out of it. Same thing goes with nutrition. You know, if you're grocery shopping on Monday and you spend two hundred dollars, it's kind of a tough pill to swallow. You're like, oh my gosh, like two hundred. But then if you add up everything that you're doing throughout the week of going out and, and eating, oh, I'm just gonna grab a sweet green salad, I'm just gonna do this, and it's like I'm still trying to eat healthy, but it, the cost is always it, it's always gonna be cheaper. Even with the you know the you know, pre-planned meals. I don't want to like plug Nutre meals because that's what I use and, and we've had Valentino on here, but like that's, it's very, very effective and cost efficient. 
where at some point in time, like you can't afford not to eating healthy, not with like the meal prep. Like that's, that's a step before you're taking all the control on your own. And some people, all they need is that step. Um, and the last, you know, the last one that, that went into it with gym memberships are too expensive is the, like the, I don't know how. And I get that. Two things. One, you can't be afraid to look bad when you go in the gym. That's such a tough, that's such a tough thing too. And I remember, you know, when I was growing up, my, my dad was a, was a bodybuilder and we would go to like our typical YMCA or Gold's gyms. And there was a, there was a bit of an ego in the gym. You didn't want to be the person who didn't know what they were doing. You didn't want to be the person who was getting filmed by someone else. Like, oh, look at this idiot. And, and you know, you kind of lose it for that, that culture thing. I don't want to go in there and look dumb. It's like, you can't be afraid to look bad because starting off something new, almost everyone looks bad, but two, you've got to find, you know, find something that you, that you can do again, YouTube, five minute video at home video, video for beginners. I haven't even searched this stuff on YouTube, but I promise you there's going to be some quality stuff on there. Find the video that has the highest amount of views on it and, and just try to do that at home. Gain some experience, reach out to people. I think you'd be surprised with how much people are willing to help you, especially the fitness obsessed and fitness dedicated people to where if someone reaches out to me for help, I'm there. Like I want because of, of what the role it's played in my life. I want to be able to help someone. Just make sure that there's action behind it. Don't reach out for nothing. I've had a million people be like, Hey, you know, I'd love some training. I'd love to get this. I want to try this and this. And now a lot of the times my response is cool. I'll see you at 730 AM on Friday. And they're like, wait, what's it going to, you know, what's it going to consist of? Am I going to be able to do it? Yes, you're going to be able to do it. I'll see you at 730 AM on Friday. See you at 830 AM. Oh, 830am. doesn't work for me. I'll see you at 930. I'll be at the gym all morning. You tell me what time works for you. And I need that commitment. I need them to just show up before I, you know, waste my breath talking about a lot of other stuff that they may or may not do. You know, reach out to people. You know, a lot of these sessions at personal training at all these different things, like the first session is free. Try it out. Talk with them, get involved. But from the first two things that I don't have time and that I'm too old, it's like you need to, you need to create time for it. And with the, the, the I'm too old or, or I've had this injury or I've had that, it's like you, you can't afford not to. You have so much further to fall off. And I'm sure everyone in here, they have, there's like an anecdotal story in their head of someone in their life to where it's like, do I wish they started 10 years ago? Yep. Yeah, but they didn't. So let's start now. Something, anything. Get people moving in the right direction. Start now because in the next 10 years, <laughs> no, one's, no one's trained for 10 years and been like, man, I wish I would have started eight years ago, not 10. 10 was a little bit too much for me. Eight. You know, every person that's training and then gets fitness obsessed and dedicated every single time. I wish I would have found this. I wish I knew this when I was in high school, as opposed to doing the high school strength training program. I wish I would have done this. All the CrossFitters that are in the masters, all of the, you know, the CrossFit athletes I know, it's like everyone wished they found it earlier. Great. So start right now. You will not regret it. Start moving yourself in the right direction. Excuses are only as valid as you will let them be. There's just a couple things that a couple of the responses that you guys had for me on Instagram. 
Um, again, I'm super passionate about this stuff. I love it. I love training. I love training with people. I love working out with people. I love training anyone from someone regaining functionality after a surgery to, you know, the elderly to professional athletes to celebrities to anyone and everyone. And I'll ch- if you're the person and you're like, well, I don't have anyone to reach out to, reach out to me. Send me an email, connor at bignight.com, C-O-N-O-R. Or follow me on Instagram, Connor T. Murphy. Reach out to me. I'll help you. Call me on it. Oh, Connor said he's going to help me. All right, let's do it. Let's get you moving in the right direction because I know the importance of it. And that's what I'm here for. I won't charge you for it. At least the first one, you know, at some point in time, you know, my time is worth something. But I'd be more than willing to help you out. You just got to reach out. You got to take that first step. All right, that's all I got. I was going to say, I'm like, I'm always like, any question. I'm used to like lectures. Any questions? No? Okay, <laughs> great. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the BeFit Podcast. Uh, follow us along at Big Night Fitness on Instagram. For classes, bignightfitness.com. We've got some awesome stuff coming up that's outside the realm of just in-person classes coming at you. Uh, any comments, any questions that you have, anything that you'd like to hear us talk about, always drop comments. We're always open to feedback. We always appreciate you tuning in. Thanks, team.